Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's a place where all of your dreams come true. Where a perilous quest is just a thing you do. So grab your horse and join. My friends, and welcome to arc number two of Vicky's World. It's me, your friendly feline paladin, Katayeb Khan. And before we get going, just in case you're new to the show, I want to give you a little catch-up on what happened in arc one. Well, basically, my friend and shiny golden knight, Lord Archie Morgan, invited me to a big event at the Arcana Scholastica, the city of summer's magical university, where I got to meet two new friends, mysterious shapeshifter and wizard Sally Spearfish and the kung fu cop Vento Manganguathrin. Lord Professor William Paget was unveiling his brand new teleportation machine at the party, which could help people travel between cities without having to face the massive deadly storm which engulfs our entire world. Anyway, just as Archie was finding out he had to be married to some lady he didn't even know, the party was spoiled by a hideous and very dead monster crashing through the ceiling. At the same time, poor Professor Paget was poisoned, and a young lad called Micah Smith was found with a poison dagger and some sort of mind control thingy in his ear. Then, the Sunstokers decided to send us on a mission to find a cure for Paget's poison, whilst also keeping an eye out for clues as to who is to blame. Along the way, we met some goblins, got a little bit cursed, killed a giant snake, met the warden of the western woods, and found ourselves owing a favor to a terrible witch. We also partied with some sort of queen of the fairies called Opal, who happened to have a romantic connection with Archie's new fiancé. Now, Archie's fiancé's mother is called Lady Frithera, and we kind of thought that she was the one who did the whole poisoning thing. So when we arrested her and got her locked up, we all went back to Archie's to celebrate. But that's where Lady and Lord Morgan, Archie's mummy and daddy, threw me, Sally and Gwathryn in a pit with some really scary beasts and told Archie that it was all part of their plan. Archie had to choose between his corrupt, dishonorable family and his friends. So Archie jumped in the pit and joined the fight and we all nearly died! together. So that's where we are now. The sun gazers have stripped away all of Archie's nobility, his home and his money, but at least he still has Jeremy, 
his ex-servant turned romantic companion. Gwathryn is trying to figure out why his boss had a box full of those mind control thingies we found in Micah's ear. Sally has improved her magic skills vastly, but still has some way to go. And me? Well, I still haven't found the infinite ball of yarn, which is the whole reason why I left the city of cats in the first place. So there you go, all caught up. Let's dive in, shall we? Sit back, relax, make a fashion roll, and please enjoy Vicky's world. Generations ago, the world ended. Forests were torn up, mountains were toppled, and whole lakes were swept away by the power of a furious storm. The only hint of life remaining was the glittering settlement known as the City of Cats. The goddess of cats, Bast, drew from the rosy sandstone below her city a vast perimeter wall to protect her faithful from the raging storm, which is walked to this day by members of an exclusive order of guards and protectors known as the Vigilani. Fifty years ago, the storm began to weaken, and enterprising academics and families, under the direction of the old king, Shah Asif Harb, began to seek other survivors beyond the death throes of the apocalypse. But, while adventurers and travellers returned with tales of the strange and wonderful sights beyond the walls, not all was as it seems in the city of the goddess that never falls. Perhaps someday, our heroes will find out more. Last time, Sally Spearfish, played by Sasha Ellen, took flight. I would like to change into the flying race, Aracocra, please. Vicky says yes, you can fly. Yeah! I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna fly my little butt off. Okay, Uh, and the reason I really want to fly is because I want a burning hand zip. Amazing. So, uh, I I would like to fly towards Scary Man and burning hands the shit out of him. Kataib Khan, played by Talaka Kuti, waited for a friend. I look up at Archie and I go, Archie! Archie! Come down here, bro! This is a hell of a cool fight, man! And, uh, like, why is he just fucking watching? The fuck? And uh, with a concerned, confused furrow in my brow, I slice down upon the, the more hurt of these two wormy beasts. Fantastic. And uh, I fucking rolled an eight. Ventito Mangan Gwathrin, played by Dan Simpson, shook it off. Slam it into your body. You feel your muscles lock up for a minute and then it releases and you are not subject to the effect of this ray. I, I shake it off. I am Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift, famous for her catchphrase. Yeah, that's the kind of cutting-edge references you get in Vicky's world. (laughs) And Archie Morgan, played by John Gracie, took a hand. As you turn to leave, you feel a warm hand settling into yours. And you look over to see Jeremy beside you. He says to you softly, Is this okay? And I, I smile back and go, well, I guess it's not all bad. This week, we rejoin our heroes as they leave the trial of the Morgan family at the Chambers of Brilliance and step out into the drifting gloom of the City of Summers. 
The crowds of observers, once stuffed like sardines into viewing gallery boxes, are dispersing around you like gossiping smoke, and luckily it takes little more than a sharp glare from Bill Grab Boomtower, Sally's adoptive father, to keep the more curious ones moving right along. Jeremy, somewhat dazed after the events of the night, is at your side, Archie, and he's not released your hand from his steady grip. The orb of the Goddess of Summers burns low and dark above your heads, the evening light bruise-coloured, and in the cool breeze, fate seems to allow you all a moment to collect your thoughts. I lean into Bill Grab and I go, Stabby, stabby. No, lass, I think the stabbing's done. Damn. <laughs> I know, someday you'll get your chance. Are you alright, Sally? When I heard what happened, I was terrified. Yeah... It's pretty rough. But you're okay now? I mean, you got any papaya on you? Of course I have. What would Bill grab Boontara be if he doesn't carry a papaya around for a Sally to be a fish? I literally don't know. <laughs> uh, he reaches into his bag and pulls out a papaya and a little knife and he cuts you a couple of slices of papaya. I share the papaya with everyone. Oh. I check it for tiny holes and poison. <laughs> we trust no one now not even bill crab <laughs> making steely eye contact with him i do detect magic on the papaya <laughs> the papaya is an enchanted turtle uh, god damn it all to hell i eat it with relish <laughs> what kind of relish what kind of relish <clears throat> <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anything strange about the papaya um, I, I, I won't looks... really check Bill Grab's papaya, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Bill Grab looks around to uh, to the rest of you and says, Are you all right? You seem like you've had a rough night. Uh, we're doing okay, and I have to say, it's, it's quite a lot thanks to Sally. Oh? It's the things she did in that pit. Oh, we killed a bunch of stuff, Daddy. You You killed? Well, not people. Big floaty oh. things. Gross. Really gross. Oh, that does sound gross. Bilbo, you will not imagine <laughs> the things we saw in the Bill grab, but that's okay. <laughs> I love Sorry, the wrong franchise. Uh, <laughs> He'd be like, no, no. <laughs> Bilbo's my brother. <laughs> I have, everybody gets my name wrong and I have not once corrected a single person I've spoken to. Like I've been called Nicola and Chloe yes. and like just all the female names you can think of and I've always been like well I guess I'm Nicola now <laughs> I love that Bill grabs like no no <laughs> it's okay but no, no. let's not do no, that I'm, I'm sorry uh, okay. of course wrong franchise uh, it's all right. no but your your uh, your daughter here she saved all of our necks man really? we were facing some creatures I've never it wasn't just her we all did our part but I felt a bit like a a limp papaya in that pit. I, I wasn't. But Sally, Sally, hats off to you. I am forever Thanks. in your debt. No, I was, you know, team effort and all that. Bill was... Grab. <laughs> a lot. Bill Grab reaches out and squeezes your shoulder, Sally, and you can see his eyes are shining with a look of pride. Oh, I don't know how to handle positive reinforcement. Um, <laughs> I take my papaya and walk away quietly. <laughs> That's fine. I will process my emotions in two weeks' time like I do with all of them. <laughs> uh, as they're, uh, they're all chatting, uh, Archie, Jeremy kind of squeezes your hand and just looks up to you. Uh, in his eyes is the question about whether you want to talk or whether you just want to be present with each other for a while. Oh man, I don't know. 
I don't know what I want to do. My whole life has crumbled to bits. Um, I think I just hold his hand a bit and look sad. I think that's about all I've got in me in terms of creative roleplay for how to deal with this. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, Well, as you guys are chatting uh, and or... Uh, holding hands in kind of overwhelmed silence. You hear the tapping of a cane on the cobbles outside the chambers and you look over to see Lord Professor William Paget approaching, supported by his husband, Lord, uh, Lord Professor Lawrence Paget. Lord Professor William's dark elven skin looks a little grey with the exhaustion, but he looks far better than he did when you saw him in the infirmary at the viridescent spire mere days ago. He approaches you all with a polite smile and takes time to meet all of your eyes. Um, I uh, I realise this is a little awkward given the nature of uh, what just transpired, but um, <clears throat> I wanted to say thank you to you all for saving my life and for bringing the real culprits to justice. I know you must have gone, gone to an awful lot of trouble, uh, so I hope what I can offer you tonight will, will go some way to repaying your kindness to me and to my family. Uh, first of all, Miss, Miss Spearfish, uh, my husband informs me that um, you have applied to the Clara Scholastica several times to become a, a student of ours. Is that so? Oh, yes. I do his voice back at him inexplicably and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he has never heard you speak before and doesn't know it's not your voice. Commit He's now to keep this up every time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, naturally, a student of ours would be required to work and study on campus. And I'm told you're, uh, you're needed elsewhere. But, um, you know, if, if you're willing, it would be my honour to extend to you uh, a remote scholarship where your tuition is delivered to you through the means of a particular enchantment on your spellbook, enabling you and a tutor to exchange written messages to assist your studies. Uh, does that sound like something that you'd at all be interested in? Oh, absolutely. I would love to do... I would imagine we're calling it Zoom tuition. Um, that would be just terrific. But, but you will be paying the full fees. Oh, of course. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Sally, Sally, what are, <laughs> Sally, what are you doing? I, sh- we all, this I, this I is what I have gone with, Sally. and this is what we do now. I, I look at Sally's attempt to mimic his accent, okay. and it, it is like clouds parting. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just delighted that this is happening. Uh, this is how I talk now. I, I just, I just, I just squeeze Katab's shoulder gently and go, just let this happen. <laughs> oh. Should I do it too? I just go. Shh. Everyone do it, please, because otherwise it's awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lord Professor William uh, beams and says, well, of course, uh, all of your tuition will be met. Uh, It's inconsequential money in terms of my family, so I would be more than happy to have that as as, uh, a feature of our repayment to you and as our thanks to you. So you you needn't worry about meeting the fees. Uh, Oh, thank uh, you so much. Not at all. (laughs) It is very generous of you. You're very well spoken for a, a, a merchant's daughter. <laughs> Did you receive tuition earlier elsewhere? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Is that so? Whereabouts? Uh... Excuse me, you do not need oh, to good. be born of high blood in order to, be, <laughs> to speak properly. Sally is intelligent, powerful, and altogether an upright, upstanding human being. A that... uh, wizard. Uh, shapeshifter. Uh, no, no one. Bye. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can I please roll to put Someone my hand over my his, mouth. his mouth before he gets to the word shapeshifter? <laughs> Is that okay? I, I, I step in. I step in front of Katai. What my friend is trying to say here is that yes, Sally is. Uh, highly educated, but as we all could agree, a Lord William, Professor William, there's always room for more learnings in the brain. Am I right? Precisely. <laughs> I literally said learnings in the brain. I don't know how I'm getting away with this. We could all be a little <laughs> bit more smarter if we yeah. really tried. <laughs> if we really shoved some thinky thoughts in our heads. <laughs> You've displayed the point perfectly, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> there is Doesn't matter room. how rich you are, you can still talk like a fuckwit, apparently. <laughs> that is demonstrably true. Uh, so, um, uh, Lord Professor Williams seems a... Uh, uh, he, se- he seems too polite to inquire about what the fuck <laughs> you're all doing. <laughs> uh, but he says, oh, well, uh, I- I'm glad to hear it. I'll uh, send the details to your uh, father and um, I suppose we'll, we'll uh, get going with whatever you need to ensure your setup. And um, uh, I'll send the enchantment along as well. It should be there by the morning. They're very efficient with these things. I'm so glad you'll be joining us. Uh, secondly, and perhaps more significantly, and he turns to address the whole group, uh, Miss Spearfish, Mr. Khan, Gardner Gwathrin, uh, Mr. Morgan. Uh, it occurs to me this might be a good time for you all to uh, step away from the city for a while. Whatever the gossips conclude about this horrid affair, there's nothing that says you must be here to endure it. And believe me, uh, I, I believe I have the answer. <laughs> You see, I, I've been working for most of my, uh, my life, actually, to, to develop a way to transport people through the storm between settlements uh, without having to brave the physical journey and the risks therefore associated. Um, and, and the night I was attacked was the night I was supposed to be demonstrating the use of the aforementioned teleportation relay uh, for the very first time. It was very exciting until I got, you know, attacked and so on and whatnot. Um, I am still too weak to travel, and uh, my family insists that I rest, and that he kind of gives a fond eye roll to Lawrence at his side. Um, but uh, I organised with a bastion academic in the city of Katz, uh, a Professor Kuse Almasi, uh, a series of backup times to test the relay, uh, in case the first one didn't go so well. Um, and one of those times being tomorrow at, at midday. Uh, the professor will be uh, ready to receive you, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, if I could impose upon you to, to carry a letter from me safely to him, I'd be most grateful. But um, well, I don't suppose you, you fancy going to the City of Cats for a while, do you? What? Um, the City of Cats? Yes. Uh, oh, um, I am uh, simultaneously excited and terrified by this prospect. Um, oh. Lord Paget. Yes? Uh, I have... I'm so upset with you. Why? I'm hard. I I can't put my thoughts together. What you have put us through, or I know you were incapacitated, but what your house put us through, the way we were wrangled and forced to solve a crime that... uh, And the positions we were put in, and the danger my my friends were put in, and... What's happened to my friend Archie's whole life? It's... I I have to say, the source of it seems to be the pressure your house was putting on the sun gazers for us to hastily close a case which needed much more time and care. 
And now you're throwing at us an opportunity to go back to the city of cats, which I promised never to return to without a lost legendary item. Now I'm in a predicament. Ah. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that, Mr. Khan. You have my word. I I didn't intend to create any more trouble for any of you. I'm very grateful for what you've done. And if the Sunstokers put you under uh, inappropriate or or high-pressure, you know, time pressure, I'm sure it was simply to to try to deal with a crime. I'm just an academic. (laughs) I'm sorry you feel that way, Mr. Khan. Uh, There's no pressure. You're welcome to stay here if you wish. I... Can I do an insight? See if he's being honest. Yeah, with me? absolutely. Go ahead, roll insight. Uh, insight. Uh, nine plus nothing. It's a nine insight. He seems sincere. He seems genuinely like he's trying to uh, pay you for your investigations and trying to help you out. Okay, that would be Katayab's impression. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I, I look. I know you've been through a lot, and this isn't necessarily personally your fault. I will subside my ire, <laughs> Professor Paget. Um, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, how do you guys feel about a little road trip? Well, what's this? Uh, what's this item you need, Katayab? It's the ball of yarn. Uh, yes, that's what I'm talking about. I left the city of cats, make, and I made a promise that I would return with the infinite ball of yarn. But to be honest. My search, which has been a uh, over a year now, has been fruitless, totally fruitless. Especially compared to uh, what Sally carries around with her. Um, <laughs> I um, I look over at Bill Grab, being like, "Do you know about this?" Like, because he he's a merchant, mm. he knows people who deal with stuff. Mm. Can I surreptitiously look at him and be like, "You know about this yarn stuff?" Uh, you can absolutely do that. Uh, he shrugs his shoulders. Um, yeah. And he says, "Worth a shot." The only person I could think of who might have heard of that would be Mr. Price. But I put your friend in contact with him and a couple of other merchants uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if he's heard anything. Okay, Katab. So, assuming we find this ball of yarn, you can head home without any disgrace or shame. I think you said midday tomorrow, right? I might have yes. a couple of people I can uh, ask around town. And, uh, you know what? You said we'd be coming back, Professor, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. You see, the, um, uh, as a result of how difficult it is to communicate through the storm, you know, um, magical enchantments don't, don't pass through it. Um, so naturally, uh, uh, Professor uh, Almasi and I, um, we, we have a series of schedules, sort of like a, uh, <laughs> a regular departure timetable, as it were, that the uh, relay ah. will be prepared to uh, receive people returning, if they so wish. Uh, it's more or less once every week. Okay, so look, as long, guys, as long as officially we're going to the City of Cats as a visit, I'm not returning permanently, maybe I could uh, feel more dignified about my return. And, I like uh, it. Assure them that my search will continue. That's the kind of mental gymnastics that will get you through, Kataya. (laughs) (laughs) Although we we do still have uh... (laughs) till till midday tomorrow to find a thing that we haven't found in 12 weeks. So... I like those odds. We like working to deadline, except when you give us deadlines and then we rebel and we will have no deadlines in this quest. (laughs) You'll really fucking hate that. And look, even even a thread... (laughs) 
no, we are, no pun intended, but even a thread of information might be uh, better than, well, would be significantly better than the nothing I currently possess. So, um, I, I look over to Jeremy and go, what do you think, Jeremy? Fancy a trip? Oh, uh, he kind of looks surprised that you're, uh, you're asking him. He says, uh, well, I, I lean in and go, hey, don't, I mean, you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, um, right. Uh, well, uh, I suppose in that case, um, lead on, Sir Morgan. Oh, sorry. Hey, it's gonna it's gonna take some time. Look, I tell you what. If you do want to mm-hmm. clean up everything here and get your affairs in order, uh, goddess knows I need to do that. Uh, you can always join us in a in the next trip in a week's time, uh, if you want. I, I realise I'm putting a lot of pressure on you, uh, no, and my, no. my life's fallen apart as well. So I don't, I don't. I'm just clinging. I'm clinging to the flotsam here, Jeremy. Not, not of course, not that you're flotsam. You're wow, far, far too handsome for that. But uh, uh, you know, Jeremy, you would love the city of cats, bro. The weather is great. Yeah, there are cats everywhere. Cute little cats to pet, and the food, man, the food and the music, the culture. Oh my God, Jeremy, have a break. You've been through a lot, man. I love how well we know Jeremy. We're like, <laughs> what does Jeremy like? Well, clearly, <laughs> food, music, and cats. Hey, everyone likes food, music, Ooh, and cats. Um, hey, look, it depends what Vicky's got in mind, Jeremy. But uh, I'm happy for you to come if you'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh... Want, I don't want to twist the narrative to my own purposes. It might be quite might be quite a nice longing if you stay here for a bit so hey let's let's see how it goes uh jeremy says that's a very meta way to think about it <laughs> i was just sort of thinking about you know i mean i, I suppose uh, as long as somebody else takes care of you know the uh um the accounts in their house i guess um they'll probably harold will probably look after that um, oh, God. Mm, actually um, sorry i think last we heard harold disappeared back to hades where he belongs to the, oh, the murky really? pits of tartarus here yeah. oh boy uh well that that probably won't got a couple occur. of questions about harold actually how well did you yeah. know yeah. um pretty well yeah <laughs> he would spend <laughs> one question uh what is harold I mean, <laughs> if I knew, I'd tell what you. What is written on that piece of paper for Harold? <laughs> if, I, if I knew, I would tell you. All I know about Harold is sometimes I would wake up in my bed in the servants' quarters and see him rotating over me like a pig on a spit. Um, that feels like it was a red flag, Jeremy. No agreed, offense, agreed. but I feel like this is slightly on you. Agreed with Sally here, and what? I feel like this isn't the first time I should have heard about this. What? Your if parents were in charge. I don't make staffing decisions. Could you imagine if I went up to your mum and said, "Sorry, the Herald freaks me out a bit." If you'd would said you he said was that? literally the spawn of Hades, I mean, actually knowing what I know now, she probably would have ignored it. But until until a there day should ago, be a complaints procedure. Until a day ago, I think she would have. I would have said yes. Please speak to my parents about this demon. Right. Uh, apparently found at the crossroads <laughs> by the corpse of a dead horse covered in milk. Wherever, wherever you find demons. <laughs> hey, Archie, are you okay? I'm not okay, no. I'm very much not okay. And I'm processing right. a lot of it through my bafflement of Harold, to be honest. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. Harold, yeah. Harold probably won't, you know, reappear at a later date and heighten any future stakes. So, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, uh, this very actually seems... Very messed up Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you enjoyed that. Sorry, I was I trying to sell you new. Um, <laughs> I'll... 
yeah, I'd, I'd actually really like that. I'd, I'd like to come along. Um, I, I suppose if you lot all have to go off an adventure, I, I can probably find a, I don't know, a, a, somewhere to sit quietly and read a book or something. Um, you know, uh, pet some cats, oh, eat yeah, some food. Or, or you could, you, or you could, st- you could hang out with my father. Come on the adventures with us. Um, oh yeah, ah, a bit like you, Sally. I have an adopted father too. Um, I, in fact, just. Look, living vicariously through your eyes, Jeremy, I'm getting quite pumped about going back home. Um, but before we agree to anything, maybe we should understand what we're agreeing to? Uh, Professor? Yes? I'm sorry, I quite, what exactly? I quite know that. Professor. Yes? Professor, so you what? were asking us to deliver a letter? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what else exactly are you asking us to do? Because I feel like we've fallen for this crap before. No, no, it's not a trick, not a trick, not a, not a deception. Uh, I just want to see if my teleportation relay works. Now, obviously, with any kind of advanced technological magic, there is, of course, you know, an, an issue with regards to, you know, risk and personal risk. So there is a very small, very small risk that you will be, um, what's the word? What's the word? Um, uh, discorporated and uh, divided into... Quathrin. <laughs> Archie chuckles at the fact that Quathrin just noisily says, Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Archie gets a little tingle and he's like, oh wait, I can't call any f- fall any further. Yes. Fucked. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucked. Would we be fucked, Lord Paget? And he just uh, giggles a bit. I, I, I suppose you, you would. Uh, not that I'd choose that language. No, uh, of course you've got a reputation to uphold. Unlike some of us. I, I'm gonna like f- fist bump Archie. <laughs> Absolutely fist bumps back. Fuck with glee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I kind of like how that yes, sounds it. coming out of your mouth, Archie. <laughs> Me too. Is um, the trust ebbing out of Lord Paget's eyes at this point? <laughs> <laughs> he's very patient. Uh, he's, got, he's got a lot uh, of words, don't worry. We've been through a hell of a lot, Professor. Uh, yeah, he, our, he owes uh, us giddiness. our character. He owes us an enormous amount, so he can suck it. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to repay you by doing something literally no one else has ever done. What, by giving us a job? No, by sending you uh, to a different settlement, not through the storm. Sure, but it is also a, a dangerous experiment, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's also a huge privilege. Hmm. Privilege to maybe be fucked. Yeah. It's like being invited on the first commercial air pl- aeroplane, right? Like, there is the risk there, but for the vast majority of people in the city of Summers, they would probably take it in order to see if it works. Yeah. It's like flying Concorde for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, and we see how that lasted. Uh, how, I hope <laughs> <that>. uh, <laughs> um, but uh, look, uh, the sun gazers tried to pull the wool over our eyes and it uh, didn't work for them. So uh, we, I'm not saying I don't trust you, Professor, and uh, obviously it would be a privilege, but we do appreciate what it would mean for you and how it would benefit your experiments. Um, I think, uh, yes, with a day to prepare. Wait, continue telling us who we're delivering a message to. 
uh, it would be a, uh, uh, just a letter. Uh, it would be delivered to uh, Professor Kusei Almasi. He's uh, one of the professors of um, liminality. He's a, a very advanced astrologer. Um, he's very, very clever, that man. Um, and we've been exchanging letters uh, for many, many years, although unfortunately all of our messengers have had to you know, brave the storm and many of them have unfortunately mm. perished in pursuit of these. But uh, he's very nice. We'll get along very, very well. Talal, do you want to uh, roll a history check and see if you've heard of this uh, Professor Almarsi? Almarsi, yes, no problem. I would love to. Not a very good roll. Uh, that's a six total. Six? Nah. You never heard of this dude. Can I have read about him? Uh, if yeah. he's that magical? Go ahead and make an arcana check. See if you, oh. in terms of uh, the things, the intelligence Why you know. I? Okay, let's take a look. Oh, 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 I've wasted all my good rolls for the day. <laughs> I rolled a 19 and I have a plus four. Ooh, okay. So with a 23, you would know uh, Professor Kusei Almasi is uh, a a bastion being from the city of cats um he is a professor of liminality which is spaces and kind of transitional spaces um oh. as a uh, younger man he's he's fairly old now um as a younger man he was also known as old diamond paw um and uh, was very involved in uh, the construction and um maintenance of the uh sky that hangs over the city of cats um, so he seems to, uh, for all intents and purposes that you know, he seems to be a real person and somebody uh, very well respected and a little bit old and maybe a little bit uh, avuncular. Any, any, um, that's what I've read in my books. He's avuncular. Yeah. That's a hell of a biog yeah. in the magical who's who. And by the way, this guy, really talented, also kind of avuncular. Any scandal at all? Uh, no, you wouldn't have heard of any scandal. <laughs> They never really used to let me near the the university. Why not? In fact, uh, well, I was never really permitted or felt welcome in those kind of areas. Mm. I'm more of a down-to-earth, you know, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. Um, mm, yeah, like but, me. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, Archie, you're funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think I would have. That might explain my unfamiliarity with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the the Lord Professor says, "Well, I'm delighted that you're agreeing, and um, uh, if you're uh, if you're a little bit uh, concerned or worried, then I'd be happy to talk you through the risk tomorrow. But unfortunately, I'm um, well, I, I'm I'm quite tired, to be honest with you. It's been a very long day." Um, so I will take my leave of you now and um, if you decide not to come along then that's that's completely fine and uh, I won't take offence you know we've got other schedules to, to keep to as it were and I understand if you've had a difficult situation with my family being worried about me then why the doubt hmm? <laughs> why the doubt that was one of the softest yeses anyone's ever given <laughs> I don't understand well in that case I'll see you tomorrow fantastic he looks delighted and he shakes all your hands um and then he says, good night then, good night. Smell you later. Good night, good night. <laughs> Let's go get <laughs> fucked. Ciao. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think a drink might be good. I agree with Gwathryn. Let's go get fucked. As you, Gwathryn, as you uh, step away, you actually spot a familiar figure um, just kind of under the kind of corner alcove of one of the nearby buildings, uh, just watching, just waiting. 
um, you recognise them instantly as Cornath, the head of the gardeners, and your boss, who seems to have been watching all of this uh, with kind of detached, quiet curiosity. He seems to be waiting patiently, and the second you lock eyes, he tilts his head just a little bit, indicating he wants to speak with you alone. I go to speak with him alone. Lovely. You you step away um, and uh, Cornet just kind of leads you uh, round uh, the corner to a little bit of a a quiet alleyway. And he says, Gwethryn, I'm going to speak frankly. Hasty judgments almost cost three people their lives, including one of my gardeners. You're not dismissed, but we are going to place you on official gardening leave. <laughs> oh, Victoria, how could you? Oh, Vicky, how could you take our trust like that and betray it? Trusted you. Show over. I'm done. I'm out. You just, you just broke, didn't even know. Catherine dies and you broke our trust over your leg and then smiled as you oh. threw it the fire. How dare you? Could I do all of that for that pun? And I bet you thought of the pun before you thought of that that story, bro. This is pun dictating plot now, Vicky. No, uh, I promise it's not. I swear to you. It's just a conveniently great pun. I roll an insight check. (laughs) Okay, insight check on you. I'm wasting my good rolls. I rolled a 17 plus zero. 17. 17. Uh, This pun has been on my document for two months and I am never going to feel shame about it. It's part of a plot point for Gwathryn. So kindly butt out. Never. Absolutely never. But I appreciate your honesty. Fair I'm gonna, gonna beckon over the entire party and go. <laughs> listen to this. Just you can know. No, 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 wait a minute. No, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You're going to say that again in front of everyone. All right, very well. Uh, Okay. Um, He leans in a little closer there and he says, unofficially, I want you as our contact abroad. My favourite kind of word. (laughs) I know. I thought you might enjoy that. Despite the uh, somewhat chaotic end results, your investigations over the last week have been impressive. And having spoken with other senior gardeners, we believe that you can be trusted with a higher level mission. Take this, and he reaches into his robes and pulls out a, a small circular mirror, uh, sort of like a, a compact mirror. Uh, he hands it to you and he says, Take this, use it to report back to me on anything in the City of Cats that you find particularly peculiar. We've had reports of an ancient map being there, dating from before the storm. We believe this could be of great religious importance and, crucially, hold answers to the unsolved mystery of the creature that fell through the vines a week or so ago. Use this mirror to uh, record and transmit your findings and report back to me if there is anything strange. If you could find, investigate and get close to this map, that would also put you in very good stead. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, what's this What's this map look like? There's a lot of maps about in libraries, all that. True. I wish I had more to tell you on that front. It's ancient. It's dating from before the storm. We have reason to believe it's in the city of cats. Beyond that, keep your ears out. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes out. Keep your ears peeled. 
all, all, all of the above, Cornath, as always. All of the, all of the above. Awesome. So he hands that uh, mirror to you, and you can see as you get close, um, he's he's a, a, a summer halfling like you and he, I think. Um, but even if not, he, your eyes meet, and there's a moment of sort of... Uh, equal acknowledgement you know like when you're a sixth former and teachers start to trust you with like a, a couple more reputations and stop treating you like a kid so much what i'm imagining is we just no. kind of like we <laughs> just like we just like nod at each other with respect but like we do it too many times so like yeah yeah <laughs> and then just a little kiss <laughs> like a quick yeah. peck <laughs> he kisses you on the forehead um, like, <laughs> I like give a him a little pat, little pat thing. around the face <laughs> as, his tra- as his tradition I watch them and I'm like oh what an interesting relationship they have <laughs> <laughs> Cornet leaves uh, keep that in the noggin <laughs> uh, so that's canon that's canon now <laughs> pulling the ejector cord on that one <laughs> we do not have time to goof about oh, Cornet can I, can I, one more question mate one more question yes not really I don't have a question Oh. <laughs> he uh, um, straightens your sleeve. He nods. He yeah. straightens. They nod at each other. <laughs> they nod at each other. And they fart. Uh, <laughs> um, so. Uh, you guys should see how we greet each other in the city of cats. Is it more <laughs> nodding? <laughs> Just licking. It's a bit more than nodding, Just a bro. lot of licking. <laughs> we cannot establish this. I have nearly got you there. We are so close. You cannot put in a rule that is, in the city of cats, we all lick each other to say hello. <laughs> I will not permit it. Why not? Because um, I said so. <laughs> if you, I'm gonna, I want to adopt something. I had to do this when I met a sheikh in, in Dubai, in Abu Dhabi once. And I had to touch, we touched tips of noses. We had to like touch <gasps> oh, our noses nice. together. Oh, I love that. That also feels quite so you, catty. You give that's like a kiss on each cheek. Uh, and then at the end, at the end, you just touched, I touched the nose with him. It's so weird and very intimate. Mm. I love that. There are special kind of police <laughs> so in Abu Dhabi who walk around holding hands. So they're like these ridiculously strong men. But when they walk around, they're like, I got you, uh, it's dude. just no it's just very normal in the middle east for men to hold hands and walk around it's, it's, I like a, it. it's a sign of friendship a friend of mine told me that and i was like that's nice yeah hmm. it is nice i think more police men, should walk around and, holding hands and like men and call each other like lovely men call each other like my darling and stuff as just like a standard yeah. thing it's really yeah, yeah, lovely of course. it's so lovely. nice oh, we'll learn all about this in the city of cats <laughs> yeah why don't we stop hypothesizing together <laughs> Imagine uh, so yeah. what else will Vicky, be. I want everyone to be holding hands all of the time. <laughs> um, your hand will be held. Um, Good luck holding my hand. It's about three feet lower than everyone else. <laughs> uh, so you guys, uh, basically, do you have any other business in the City of Cats? Uh, City of Summers, rather. So um, are we? is Jeremy coming with or is he going to come later when he's... Uh, it sounds like he's up for coming with you. I, yes. I would quite like just to have... Unless anyone's got any particular plans, maybe just have a little quick date night with Jeremy before we go. Oh. Shall we all have like a like a final goodbye to the city of Summers for a little while? Yeah, you can do that. Are we allowed? That? Is that all right? Yeah. Like super okay? quick because I know yeah, we've already fine. we're yeah. already halfway through the episode and we've basically talked oh, to a yeah. person. It's all good. A- no, as, um, is our, pat- as is our almost successfully. <laughs> it's a good, almost style. a successful conversation. Archie and Jeremy want to have a date night. I probably nice. want to go chat to uh, the merchants I spoke to at the beginning of episode one. Nice, nice. Um, just one last check in. Uh, Lovely. With them. 
Um, I don't know about you two, if you have any business you want to take care of. I'm talking I, like a couple of minutes for my date as well. I just want to have a little bit of alone time with him. I, I want to go for dinner, but that's Dan. <laughs> so, I'm just a hungry boy. I would go for dinner with Cornet and just nod for, for the whole, whole thing. I feel like, given that Bill Grab's shop is next to a certain Goliath, um, uh, Goliath art dealer. See our bonus episodes, everyone. <laughs> I feel like I'd know that Goliath, as uh, Sally would know that Goliath art dealer quite well. Uh, yeah, you'd probably have seen. We're neighbours. Yeah. We live next to each other. We both get up to slightly dodgy stuff. <laughs> can can we say that we've bonded? Um, give me a just a d twenty roll. Okay. This is a friendship check. <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, you guys get on pretty well actually. Cool. I'm gonna. Go I'm gonna chat. go hang out with her. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear you do both these voices. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only I remembered how the first voice went. <laughs> I've heard there's a Johnny Leapfrog comeback concert on. And, um, <laughs> the comeback tour. <laughs> you can absolutely go to go to the Johnny Leapfrog comeback tour if you'd like. <laughs> See our other bonus episode if you don't know what the hell Dan's talking about. <laughs> Johnny we're and the all... Glob are playing. Johnny we're... and the Glob are playing. <laughs> Johnny and the Glob. Look, I'm not sure the Glob was ever a musician or capable oh. of playing music. <laughs> but you never saw the Glob in action. He, oh, could just wobble, he could just wobble around on stage. If you that want. was the main appeal. Of the glob. All right, I just want to have a, like a two-minute date with Jeremy, and then we should move on because I want to get to the city of cats because I'm tremendously excited. Yeah, let's do this. All right. So, where do you want to go with Jeremy? Uh. So, okay. Um. So, Jeremy. Um. You know, yeah. we're off. Off on our travels. Um. I just thought it might be nice to, I don't know, decompress before we before we move on to another adventure. Um. You know, there's a. I don't know if there's any nice bars. I mean, I would I would take you to some of the places that I used to go to, but I don't think I'll be very welcome there, what with the whole, you know, fall from grace. So mm. any, I don't know, any, any places we could slum it? I've got an idea. Follow me. I follow. Uh, Jeremy leads you through the streets of the City of Summers. Um, it is no evenings here are particularly cold, but today's a, an especially warm one. Um, and for a while you feel happy just kind of walking side by side. Uh, there's no need for chat, but if you do chat, it's all pleasant. Um, and eventually uh, Jeremy leads you kind of out of the nobles' quarter, out of the section of the uh, the central district that is particularly posh and fancy where you've lived most of your life. Um, and he just kind of uh, leads you to a... Uh, a set of gates uh, that are set into this beautifully uh, kept but very very simply kept hedgerow um, and uh, the the gates are wooden but they're open even in the evening um, and you can see uh, the kind of sign overhead uh, that just says Sunrise Park um, and he says uh this place stays open all night. I used to go for walks around here when I struggled to sleep when I was younger. Um, the manor was kind of uh, surprisingly easy to sneak out of when no one was looking for you. So, uh, and I know they have all night food here. I don't suppose you'd enjoy this. This looks perfect. Great, great, <laughs> great. Uh, let, let's go then. 
and he sort of leads you down the path and on a, a very nice uh, wonder. There are uh, food stalls set up that smell delicious, um, selling all sorts of nice uh, soups, crusty breads, uh, quails on sticks, you know, the standards, um, and also a variety of vegetarian options um, and uh, gluten One quail on stick for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Pace. Uh, oh, I, um, yes, I suppose that's something I'll have to get used to. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, Jeremy. I, uh, I owe you one, I guess. <laughs> uh, you, you could always buy me something next time we go out. Oh, she has a little smile. He goes, yes, yes, I think that could be arranged. Great, I'm glad. Uh, come this way, come this way. Um, and he leads you towards the centre of the park through all these beautiful, just kind of gently rustling trees and there's the quiet sound of night birds. Um, and there are a couple of other couples just sort of striding through this park. It's very peaceful, very quiet. You see a student having a small existential crisis underneath a tree, but they don't bother you. Um, and uh, he leads you to the centre of the park where there is this beautiful, very small um, fountain that leads into a, a, a small lake. Um, and you can see beneath the surface of the water the flash of different coloured fish, um, kind of bright oranges and kind of almost iridescent pearlescent sheens. Um, and Jeremy just sort of does awkward ta-da hands. Hmm. Look at those little fishies. <laughs> they have no idea, do they? Hmm? And I think he just he just like stares stares down at them has a has a little goofy smile on his face. And he just says, "This is nice. I like this. Better company than your fancy bars, eh?" Yeah. And I think yeah, Archie's kind of got a really genuine smile on his face. He's like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. Jeremy is. Um, I don't know if you notice or not, but he is watching you smile, <laughs> and the smile seems to be infectious. Uh, what happened tonight? I I don't want it to change anything between us. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous of the self of me a few days ago that worried the biggest thing in my life would be whether or not you take me to uh, to the Frithras when you got married. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I've spent years with you happily. The times I've spent with you have been easily the brightest of my time and I hope that I can keep spending time with you and Archie smiles and he says now that all the noise and the dust has gone I realise things like this are what I was missing um, and I'm, I'm certainly not saying I have all the answers, but this is good, isn't it? Yeah, this is good. I, I vote we keep doing this, whatever this is. Seconded. <laughs> Motion carried. <laughs> I don't think Archie's like curiously awkward for the first time. Yeah. I think, well, not in the first time, but, but yeah, I think it's the, the power imbalance has really shifted. Well, the power mm. balance has shifted, and uh, yeah, I think he uh, he kind of I don't know gives him a little 
a little bump of the arm or something and it's weird and it's, it's not right it's not right at all um, jeremy squeezes your upper arm and he says uh you know whatever stupid names come in front of your name whatever name you choose to go by uh you're enough right just you the world can keep the rest that's all i care about just you I think I think I can I think I can get to that point. But I'm I'm not there yet. That's all right. I'll be waiting there for you. Yeah, and I think yeah, Archie just kind of is there any is there somewhere to sit? Is there like a bench or something? Yeah, there's nice benches. And I think yeah, he just he just sits and like pats pats the the seat next to him. Jeremy joins you. And I think they, yeah, they just have a sit there and he he maybe like leans a little bit on his shoulder. No. Oh. Jeremy puts his hand on your knee and there's just there's just a calmness. It's strange. It's like there was a, a peace that the two of you had when you were spending time together, maybe when you were younger or, or mm. it was just the two of you. And maybe you were worried that that wasn't gonna be there anymore. But yeah. it is. And Jeremy's still there. So as the two of them are just sat there admiring the lake and the fountain, um, let's head to Talal, to Katayev. Uh What do you want to do? Where do you want to go, my friend? Now, Mr. Price was mm-hmm. in the trial watching. Mm-hmm. I did. I do remember noticing him. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to catch him on his way out or has he already gone? Shall I go over to his place? Uh, make a survival check. See if you can see any evidence of him around. Track him through the forest. To the forest, through the city. <laughs> I have a feeling that's a fail. I am rolling awfully. Uh, that's an 11. <laughs> an 11. Uh, he seems to have slipped past you while you guys were um, tormenting a man who was trying to do a nice thing for you. So you think maybe going to his house is probably the best thing to do. <laughs> yes, he had a couple of friends as well. Maybe I should. Um... Does anyone want to come with me or uh, you got your own shit to deal with? Okay, I'll take that silence as uh, I've got my own shit. Oh, I'm talking to myself. Okay, off I go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll hop over to the to the area where we met before and see if I can find him. Lovely. Uh, you were meeting fairly near uh, Mr. Price's. Uh, Mr. Price's Good Prices is the name of uh, Mr. Price's <laughs> shop. Uh, he is a uh, merchant, but more than a merchant, he is the kind of person, and you would know because Bill Grab has told you this, um, he's the kind of person that keeps track of the movements of items. Even if he doesn't own it, he keeps track of who owns stuff, where it's owned, and crucially, how much it might be bought for. Uh, so as you approach, uh, you see there is still a, a candle on and a, a lantern still on, um, in Mr. Price's Good Prices um, and um, I'm going to keep saying it until it stops sounding ridiculous it's like great. Uh, Bill Grab Boontow's Bargain Buy and Salatorium uh, which is the name of Bill Grab's shop um, so Mr. Price's Good Prices there's a lantern on inside you can knock or put your head through the door and you can see as in around the door not as in wamf um, <laughs> I see uh, I, I, I give a little rap 
upon the door. Lovely. Uh, you wait a few moments and you hear the shuffling of halfling feet. Uh, Mr. Price, still in his kind of best velveteen jacket, uh, opens the door um, and looks up at you with a grin and says, Ah, oh, Mr. Khan, I was hoping I would hear from you. Do come in, do come in. Good evening. It's quite a show, right? Ah, uh, yes. Quite fascinating, really. I've never seen anything like it. The midnight trial of one of the noble houses. I mean, sure, noble houses come and go, but usually there's not such a spectacle. <laughs> yes, well, uh, I've never seen anything like this either. Um, and you didn't happen to see what preceded the trial, did you? You oh, worked no. at the Morgan estate. No, yes, no, no, no. Although I've heard there was quite a spectacle, quite a show. I've heard there were some unsettling creatures as well. I don't know, whatever weird magic those Morgans are tangled up with, I reckon it's a a thread of corruption goes to the whole family. I wouldn't trust a son either. Who knows what he's been up to? Well, I'll hold you up on that. Archie is a golden, golden man. How long uh, have you known him, though? Like a week? Two weeks? Three? Can you really know somebody in three weeks? My friend, my judgment of character is one of the few things I can rely on. And uh, oh, well, fair he's enough, a pure soul enough. and he is heartbroken by all this. Rest assured, there is no need for any rumours to besmirch his good name. Well, fair enough, fair enough. You stick to your thoughts, I'll stick to mine at the end my of the man, day. My we'll man, he saved my life, okay? Oh? A number of times. Oh, good, so, I'm glad. And he went <laughs> against his whole family. in order to get the result which we've gotten. So uh, I think it's good. And now, by the way, I I realise that because Professor Paget told us there's going to be rumours flying flying around. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do some damage control while we're still in the city. I want to make sure I instill these good messages in his head because this guy seems like a bit of a blabber. Uh, Yeah, he is. A hundred percent. A hundred percent he was. The sacrifice Uh, that man has made for the result which we have now, making our city... A cleaner, safer place is momentous, okay? It is humongous. So uh, please, bear that in mind. Do you want to go ahead and make a persuasion check to see if you can persuade uh, Mr. Price? Please, for the sake of Archie, please be a good one. Here we go. (laughs) Fuck my life. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Even with my uh, plus six persuasion, that's Dang. just a 12. Okay, 12 isn't bad. Um, Mr. Price seems to be taking on board what you say. He doesn't seem so much to be a um, somebody who is particularly uh, devoted to malevolence, so much as just somebody that loves to appropriate information. Um, and so as you chatter on and tell him, or as you speak on and tell him all of the things that uh, Archie's done and uh, the adventures, uh, little bits and pieces of the things he's done on your adventures, uh, Mr. Price is kind of curious, actually. And he's like, oh, very interesting. He, he really? slayed Goatfeaster. He conquered really? the goblin market. He wow. <laughs> he destroyed a water dragon. A draqua, I called it. <laughs> he betrayed his family for the good of the land. He says, oh, interesting. Well, now that does make a more interesting story. Would you mind stepping down off the shop counter, though? Uh, oh, of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I catch myself. It's all right. Anyway, uh, uh, that's not why I'm here, uh, sir. No? <sighs> Do you remember... Uh, I think it was literally like five days ago, now that I'm yeah, thinking it about long. it. But, uh, uh, 
I, I inquired uh, with you and your friends about this um, in endless ball of yarn. Mm, the infinite ball of yarn. Now, it looks like I have an opportunity to return to my hometown. And oh. um, I'd rather not go back with any with nothing. Uh, I was wondering if any progress has been made. Have you had a chance to ask around? Have you heard anything about this ball? Well, my friend, because I like you and because the other two are uh, far too short-sighted to see the benefits of having a friend such as you i uh, i did you a favor and bill grab a favor I, I asked around and um i've heard a couple of rumors huh now unfortunately neither of them are in the city of summers but if you've got a chance to go home that might work out for you see uh one of the uh possibilities that one of my friends floated when he was very very drunk a couple of nights ago is um the infinite ball of yarn, you say? Yes. He says if it's anywhere, it will be in the vault of Merchant Prince Fakiri Saeed in the city of Katz. He keeps all sorts of treasures in there. Ancient artefacts, priceless creatures, all sorts. I'm sure you've heard of it. The vault of the Merchant Prince? Fakiri Saeed of the uh, Saeed family. I think they're involved in uh, heritage, running a couple of museums. But they keep the best for their vault, of course. The other place I heard was there were a couple of mentions of something like that in a tavern called the Mermaid and Shackle in Etienne Regia. Long shot, but if you're going that way, Mermaid and Shackle Tavern. Hmm. Mr. Price. To be honest, I was not even expecting uh, anything from you, but this, this is something. What can I say? It's two things. I'm very good at my job when I do it, Mr. Khan. It is two things. Well, sir, thank you so much. Not at all. I will uh, keep an eye out on this vault in the city of Katz. I guess that will be my first stop, but... Um, hey, you know what? If you have any business there, or if you need a favour while I'm there, now's your chance, buddy. That's very kind. To be entirely honest, I'm uh, I'm mostly interested in the movement, the motion, the buying and selling of items, legitimately and legally, of course. I would never uh, entreat you to move something stolen out of the vault of the Merchant Prince, because, I mean, that is a suicide mission, guaranteed. There's nothing that will get your head cut off faster than stealing from one of the most powerful people in the city of cats. Similar as here, you know? Uh, you steal something from a noble asshole. Stealing isn't my style, sir. I am in the business of persuasion. I will uh, oh, find my own are. methods. Interesting. Okay, hey. okay, in that case, here's something to return the flavor. Fa- the flavor. The favor mm. for you. Um, I'm going to pull out my pocket the old rusty br- blade that I Ooh. took out of Goat Feaster's throat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's a little toy for you to play with while I'm gone. And uh, when I come back... Maybe you could tell me a bit about this item. He turns it over in his hands. This was extracted from the throat of Goat Fiesta, my friend. You uh, got this from the throat of a giant snake, did you? Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, <laughs> I appreciate the warning, but if I'm not very much mistaken, and he kind of uh, shuffles over to a lantern to inspect this thing more thoroughly, he says, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what this thing is. Do you want to know? 
Why, yes, of course. This once belonged to some kind of knight from House Toro. They were called the Bull Knights. They were an old house here about 30 years ago. Uh, when it got out that one of the Bull Knights, a man by the name of Sir Jacques, had bribed a city official to not follow through on some charges he'd acquired during a bar fight. He'd beaten a merchant's son and broken his jaw. The merchant found out, and stubborn fellow that he was, insisted on going to the gardeners, claiming his son could have been killed, so Sir Jacques dipped into the family treasury and left enough gold in an unmarked patch on the desk of just the right sunstoker. Terrible business. When all came out, the nobles' parliament voted not only to fire the corrupt cleric, but also to revoke the noble status of the whole of House Toro. Uh, last I heard, it ended worse for the merchant, though. Sir Jacques disappeared, and a month later, the merchant's son was found dead on the step to the poor fellow's shop, two drinking horns shoved so far into his ears they looked like bull's horns in a way. Never found the fella. They say he's still out there roaming the wilds, looking for his next brawl. Scary shit. That was a thrilling yarn. Holy well, cow. When I do my job, I'm good at my job. What can I say? My God, so... The Morgan family, the Morgan house isn't the first one to lose their uh, privileges, huh? Nah, there's been centuries of it. Centuries, I tell you. There's plenty of them that disgrace themselves or all get eaten by a dragon. It's a constant rotation. You ever wonder how they keep time in the city of Summers since there's no, you know, seasons or anything? Mm. It's by the makeup of the nobles' parliament. The era of whatever they call this one, the era of flowers or whatever is coming to an end, and whenever the next noble family rises to the top, then that will be our next era. Either way, yeah. I've talked too long. I'll, yes, uh... you have, and I should leave. Oh, but, uh, all right. Do, do you want to keep the blade? Is it of any use? <laughs> Has it got value? Yes, yeah, certainly. I'll buy it off you. How's that? Ah, now we're talking, my friend. I could all do right. with a bit of spending money on my trip. Sure. Well, what uh, are we talking Fifty gold pieces. Fifty. Now you do realize I'm from the city of Cats, the home of bargaining and bartering. <laughs> well, barter away, my friend. I say to you, one hundred gold pieces, my friend. <laughs> he looks baffled, and then he goes, one twenty. One twenty. Forty. Wait. What? Wait. What? <laughs> one hundred. <laughs> Deal! <laughs> Done! Done! And very well bartered. Very well. A hard oh. bargain. He shakes your hand. Very wow. well. Sold for a hundred gold pieces to the little man in the house. Fantastic. Mr. Price, I'm going to miss you. I... I'll check in with you when I come back, huh? That would be nice. Ciao! Bye. And I defenestrate. <laughs> no, I leave. <laughs> <laughs> he pays you 100 gold pieces. Uh, and you leap out of the window and Mr. Price is still delighted by the bargain he's got. What? I shouldn't have done that.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, you guys spend the last evening in the city of summers. Uh, morning comes, uh, you've all made your choices about where to go and what to do some of you uh going out for a bit of a drink a bit of a party uh some of you um staying in and having a quiet one with people you like i i wake up under my horse uh, <laughs> under under back lava as we've established and uh i ask uh to myself uh, oh shit i wonder if you'll fit through the machine back that's how Vicky gets our horses. <laughs> she says we can't bring them as carry-on luggage. <laughs> oh. I pay extra for a horse compartment. <laughs> you don't have any money anymore, Archie. Oh, no. And then uh, with with this thought in mind, I jump upon I jump upon Baklava and start heading towards the agreed meeting point. Fantastic. Can I pop over to uh, Genuine Artaha? Yes, absolutely you can. Go ahead. Why don't you tell me, uh, since this is your uh, this is your world, this is your character, why don't you tell me a little bit about what transpires between Sally and uh, this Goliath? Uh, they're mates. Cool. Oh, magical storytelling, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't done. <laughs> I heard they mate. Oh, they do that too. Yeah, sure. I mean, who doesn't in Vicky's world, right? Um, it's a horny world. It's, it's, they just, I, I reckon they probably just really hit it off over like a pipe in the alley or something. I don't know. Like they, they, yeah, they're next door neighbors and also they're both quite dodgy women. So they're like, yeah, we're, yeah, we, we, we see eye to eye here. I don't think Sally's been on any of, of, you know, any of her 
criminal activities, but I reckon she's been in the shop a few times. Well, loads of times. They hang out. I like that. That's nice. It's like it's like Sally. Yeah, Sally's. If Sally had a BFF, if Sally was was feminine enough to have a BFF, that would be her BFF. <laughs> you can have BFFs and not be feminine. That's okay. You can have a BFF. Oh shit! No one told me. That's <laughs> okay. I've been living my life wrong. <laughs> do you want to? Do you oh. want to just hang out and chill and have a nice time? Do you want to do something specific with him? I reckon I'd I'd want to like find out. Well, no, like obviously we're hanging out. I'm I'm touching cool antiques. I'm enjoying it. There's magical stuff. Um, she lets me for some reason, um, even though I'm not a dexterous wizard. Um, and I reckon I just want to find out like as much as I can from her about like the city of cats because I'm not good with new places, and like I want to find out about um all the people we're gonna visit and i want to see if i can borrow anything useful to be like oh you know what if they all like i don't know they all have an enchanted shell there i'd like one of those <laughs> uh so Just chucking it out there <laughs> there's lillian right is your goliath right lillian yeah. Yeah. so lillian uh thinks about it she doesn't really know so travel between cities is very rare and it's very very dangerous because you have to pass through the storm and not only is the storm I think an art dealer though. yeah not only is the storm like a physical thing but it's also like a spiritual barrage like there is a limited number of times it's like an x-ray machine there's a limited number of times you can go through the storm before it just erod- erodes you horribly it's just a horrible thing to go through so knowledge about the different settlements is really not that common even for an art dealer who maybe has sent stuff to the city of cats let's see how much she knows okay not much um so uh having having rolled an eight uh so what she's gonna say is she's gonna explain that she's never been there she doesn't really know much about it she knows the art themes and she knows a few of the beautiful kind of um styles of of drawing and mosaics and things like that um and she also recommends that she knows it's very warm there and she recommends that you get some cooler clothing but that's all she knows, mm. I'm afraid. That's all she oh, wrote. Oh, damn. Um, I'm gonna... I, I got a, a golden goblet mm-hmm. from um, the lake. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to her. I'm gonna be like, hey, I found this. I don't I don't think it's that useful to me. You might want it. Do you want, do you want this one? Uh, she takes it and she says, yeah, great. Sure, thank you. Cool. Can I... Do you have anything that will help me here? Or um, am I just staring at you blankly? She says, she says, maybe not in the art shop, but she steps... I'll tell you what. She steps back uh, uh, to the back room and she comes out uh, a couple of moments later and she's got kind of uh, like a set of lighter summer clothes, you know, like nice linens and things like that. And she says, tell you what, I'll swap you these for the goblet. Yeah, sure. Nice. Oh, actually, yeah. you're really handy with a paintbrush. Yeah. Um... This is weird, but could yeah. you paint me a really tiny portrait of myself? Yeah, sure. Uh, awesome. Absolutely. You're like really quick. Like I've seen you, I've seen you copy, copy paintings exactly in the space of like 20 minutes. I feel like... She says fine. She makes a tiny little portrait. Uh, how small are we talking? Just... Okay, like postcard size. Like 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 the like a life size picture of my face. Okay, like a ten by eight, like a headshot. Okay. I want I want a painted headshot. <laughs> she paints you a headshot uh, in exchange for the goblet. That's fine. Um, sure. And she's gonna uh, take that. And do I have to do a to... fashion role for the clothes? Because quite frankly, yeah, that's you do, always... baby. Oh, no. oh for the lo- Why? Why fashion did I remind roll. you? Fashion roll. <laughs> oh, I 
was about to have nice clothes for one. The second I mentioned clothes, the fashion roll is in my heart. Ah! <laughs> I rolled a 19. Great. Hey. That's fantastic. You look very stylish. What do I, what's my fashion bonus? Uh, it's going to be actually a negative 18, weirdly. So. <laughs> oh, fuck oh, no. off, Vicky. Because <laughs> you just spent the last week walking around covered in a prom dress and some fruit. I made it work. <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah, so no, I think actually... I should have a plus nine. <laughs> okay, you can think what you want, hun. Um, but at the end of the day... Uh, you were a very nice it's it's tough to tell whether it's because it's a nice it's sort of like a uh maybe like a a linen dress and kind of light trousers can we decide what it is when we get to the city of cats can i like can i hold this role you know how sometimes you like you you roll a disguise when you have to use the disguise yeah we don't know how good the disguise is can we like can i can i look really good but decide how good i look how i look good later does that make sense? Yeah. Is that allowed? Sure, I'll okay, allow cool. that. Why not? Well, she, she's quite familiar with the art, artwork and the culture yeah. of City of Cats, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, she's seen art from the City of Cats. So yeah, she'd be able to... Uh, I just don't know if she'd have linen clothes in the back that would be in the style of the City of Cats. So she's she's given you just kind of a quite plain linen dress and set of trousers, and you will have to be satisfied with that, I'm afraid. Uh, don't give me that face. Um, what did I have to roll to get something cool? It was it. It looks very right, nice and right, is light, right. but it's almost like it. it's almost like Vicky's got some fashion planned at the other end. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Uh, I'm trying to preempt it. It's not working. <laughs> Too slow. Uh, so, Gwathryn, is there anything that you wanted to do before everyone heads off uh, to the teleportation relay? No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. In that case, uh, if everybody's done everything they want to do, one one tiny thing is uh, mm-hmm. as the camera pans away, Archie gets up and he scratches with uh, his sword. He scratches a little uh, A plus J into a tree in a in a little heart as a, as a means nice. of, of imprinting their their date into the night. I forgot to say that before. Nice. That's really sweet. I love with that. With a massive sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really he's just got a two-handed long sword and he's just like... Oh. He's there like... <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy just kind of draws a pen knife out of his pocket and then puts it he's back like, no, in. No, 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 Jeremy. Could you, I've got this. Could you do it, could you do it with a lamp? <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Ten feet away. <laughs> Um, Just with his got, teeth, he gnaws like, the tree. Uh-uh. You've got a lance, but you've got like a sniper scope on <laughs> yeah. it. So I absolutely no scope that tree and, and nail it. Yeah. Um, I, although, although I'm doing nothing, can I have it as canon that I went to the Johnny Leapfrog and the Glob <laughs> comeback gig and got absolutely hammered with them in the green room? In the green room. Roll a... That's where the Glob hangs out. He's green. <laughs> roll a Johnny and the Glob roll. Roll a d20. You hang out within the Glob. He is the green room. <laughs> he is the green the room. The room was just room. standard before. Do a Johnny and the Glob check. What roll a d20. d20 plus. <laughs> d20 plus. Hang on. I get plus five. I'm not sure you do. <laughs> I rolled, I rolled a... 18. 18. You have a Yay! lovely time with Johnny and the Glob. Johnny thinks you're actually a pretty cool old school rocker, man. You've got the soul of a... a I came a, up with that guy. You know, he yeah. was my music as uh-huh. a kid. You, yeah, you came up with him, yeah. yeah. Um, and you Very chill out good. in the Glob and the Glob is also there. <laughs> it's a great time. Uh, so... I'm not sure the Glob's okay with <laughs> yes! you chilling out inside him. Oh, but... With an 18, oh, so the Glob absolutely loves it. 
uh, <laughs> okay. But I didn't realise that's how. No, I mean if you <laughs> if you want it, the glove could you can chill out outside the glove. I don't mean to assume. So it's quite it. violating, but hey, let's move on. With nothing else left to do, you proceed to the teleportation hall. The hall at the Clara Scholastica is quiet. The footfalls of various students and staff milling from here to there echo up into the open air, the view of the goddess's orb of sunlight unfettered by colourful glass as its light fills the hall. Lord Professor William Paget, leaning lightly on his cane, his husband and several students at his side, waits at the far end of the teleportation hall before a huge and complicated apparatus. The relay itself is a vast contraption of stones, vines, runes and bright bubbling liquids, all centred around one elegantly carved double doorway, both doors closed and showing the full effect of the intricate decorations on their panels, knights and dragons and heraldic patterns, webs and torches and harps and the sun at the centre of it all. As you approach, the Lord Professor offers a polite smile. Are you ready to go? I'm standing there with Baklava next to me. Uh, yes, completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the door you are glad to see seems to be large enough to handle leading horses through. I don't, I don't think I'm going to bring Cupcake. I don't know. No? I don't know. I, I'm worried about her getting hurt. No, fine. I'll bring her along. If we've all got our horses. I'm going to bring Peony. Yeah? All right. Okay. Does Jeremy have his own horse? Uh, no, Jeremy wouldn't have a horse being a servant. Look, we're renowned. We, we have some of the finest... The type, you don't have any of the finest dogs, though, do you, mate? Ah, uh, yes. We're not a big dog town. No, bring Peony. <laughs> Peony's coming. Peony's coming with... Oh, no. I'm, I, ain't riding, I ain't riding no cat. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Jeremy and say, Hey, Jez, this might be an opportunity Jez! for you. Uh, yeah? Uh... The city of Katz is renowned. We have some of the finest horses in the entire globe. Hey, yeah, wow. yeah, Jez. Get yourself a horse, huh? Thanks, Arch. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we come back with a souvenir for you, huh? A living, breathing souvenir. Oh. Uh, sure. I. He kind of looks to you, Archie. I'm like, don't worry, like... don't worry, Jeremy. My friends aren't always this weird. No, it's cool. I would just, I'm... I'm coming with you guys, right? To be honest, all that stuff you said about food. I mean, if I if I hadn't been a servant, I'd probably have wanted to try and be a chef or something. So I was hey. wondering if, you know, I could come with you and then just kind of... I didn't know that. Well, you know, my mum worked in the kitchens and I was always pretty good. And, hey, you were you know, great. Of, a lot of your stuff I made. Oh, thanks. Oh, man. I mean, you always seem to like it. So. I always... I mean, I, was, I look forward to your food for a long time. Not just because, you know, it was you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Arch. Arch! Oh, that's going to take some getting used to. Okay. Uh, right, well... Guys, uh, wait, be- before we step through, guys. Oh. Quick selfie. <laughs> quick selfie. <laughs> Lillian steps out and paints you all very quickly and then hands the selfie to you. Do your oh. faces! Katayab, you weren't smiling. Just do another one. I'm, do- I'm doing duck face. Lillian paints another. Okay, okay. I love that I made a Goliath that could paint very quickly and nothing else. <laughs> she can't do anything else. All she can do is paint really fast. Okay, d- d- uh, dudes, uh, I just... Uh, you know, I-, I-, I love you guys. You're you're literally my best friends, okay? And uh, also, my ho- you double down as my heroes. 
Um, okay, so there's a lot. That's a lot to open with. Uh, we're going back to my hometown here, and um, look, we're famous. We're ve- for being very hospitable, and I'm sure you're going to love it. But uh, it's a little different. Okay, things are a bit different over there, and just be patient and be forgiving. Uh, I'm sure you can grow accustomed. Well, as long as there's a magical orb in the middle of the city that uh, spreads light across the entire plane and there's a goddess that everybody worships uh, and there's no other religions going on, I'm sure we'll be fine. And and also to plus one that, uh, you know, I'm sure you don't have any friends that will embarrass you in front of your entire city multiple times. You know, maybe maybe falling over, maybe fruit, all that kind. I'm sure that won't happen, Kitayab. So don't worry about it. All right. I pack more fruit into my bag when he says fruit. <laughs> all right, let's get fucked. Oh no, let me be frank. I'm going to be wearing you guys as a a, th- a thing of pride. Okay, you. I am so proud to go back there with you. I just don't want you to judge me for where I come from. Okay. Um, hey, you're talking to a disgraced former knight, sir, so I wouldn't worry about it. You're fine. I ran away from a dodgy place. Yeah, we all have a past, mate. I just hope you like it, guys. I, I really do. Oh, hey, we're going to love it. Don't worry about it. I can't wait to get out of this shithole. I said shit. I can't believe it. <laughs> it sounds so good coming from you, man. I, I like it. Oh, oh, I don't know. It feels, feels so naughty. Okay, l- let's let's fucking do this. Yes, let's fucking do this. Yes, let's get fucked. Professor, we're ready to get fucked. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> well, um, fuck us up, I... Professor. Am I right? Uh, he steps forward. Yeah. And... Oh, I don't know these people anymore, <laughs> Professor. Please. I would like to embark on your magical mission. He steps forward oh, with come a on, Sally. sealed... Archie loves <laughs> this version of Sally so much. It's, he just is absolutely enamoured. The professor steps forward with a uh, quite thick sealed letter and after looking the four of you over, hands it to Sally and says, if you wouldn't mind giving that to Professor Almasi at the other end, thank you. All right. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Now then, uh, this is going to feel a little bit peculiar, um, a little bit strange. Uh, Obviously, hands and feet inside the teleportation relay at all times, no spitting, swearing, and if you do vomit, try not to do it directly into your own eyes. Well, are we ready? Um, You all step forward. Tally-ho! The machine begins to hum and shake as the Lord Professor and several of his assembled students pull out wands and staves and begin their incantations. The sigils on the rocks and the stones begin to glow, and gradually each of the plants joining each section of the relay like ligaments begins to glow too, with bright, brilliant light that suffuses the wooden doorway, illuminating each carved image, including the Morgan dragon in the middle on the right. You can hear a battering on the other side of the doorway, see the wood creaking and struggling to hold against a sound and a force that cuts like a ringing through your minds and fills the air around you with hanging dread. The storm asks to enter the city like a battering ram asks to enter a castle door, hungry and furious, and it is almost too much to bear, this ringing and battering and screaming, and then it stops. The glowing doors open with a peaceful, gentle breeze. Sally Spearfish, then Tito Mangan Grathrin, Kitayab Khan, Archibald Morgan. Are you going to step through? 
Now going back. I go, oh shit, I left my coins in my pockets. Oh no. Oh, I knew you would do this shit. (laughs) I knew it it the second I put that in. I was like, they're gonna fuck around. Guys, 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 don't be scared. This is a cool place. And I step through. I dive through head first. Yeah! Thank you, Dan. Uh, I pull him back and go, no, there's more bits to be done. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I dive through with him. Uh, you all step through. The sensation of being teleported is an altogether unpleasant one. You feel your bodies being crushed and stretched, slammed back and yanked forward, the world a dizzying array of colours and flashing lights as you do your best to just endure it. Reality whirls sickeningly around you, or maybe you whirl around it, both moving impossibly fast and staying rooted to the spot, and at one point you're pretty sure getting flipped entirely upside down. After what could have been ten seconds, or ten days, you lurch to a stop, stumbling a few steps forward. The first thing you notice is the temperature. A dry heat, like opening an oven door, hits you all like a wall. And then, the scents of rich foods reach your noses. Spiced fruits and savoury meats, sizzling fish and the curl of tobacco, all mingling beautifully to make your mouths water. It's about that time that you notice the man standing in front of you. And then the hundred or so other people, standing and sat around on plush cushions and rugs, staring at you surrounded by what looks like some kind of grand feast. The man is covered from head to toe in white and grey fur, and his face is entirely feline, with carefully styled whiskers and artfully swept cheek fur. He is a rotund fellow who fills the grey linen suit he's wearing particularly well, and, as you appear, his expression is one of absolute uncontained joy as he looks at the group of you. It worked! he exclaims, and the crowd around you breaks into rapturous applause and cheering. And that is where we'll end our adventure for tonight. You've been listening to Vicky's World with Vicky Hawley, John Gracie, Sasha Ellen, Dan Simpson, and me, Talal Karkuti. Find all our socials in the podcast description and give us a follow and say hi. But most importantly, please tell your friends about the show. We really count on word of mouth to build our audience. So if you like us, the best thing you can do is let it be known. The Vicky's World theme song is by all of us. And the rest of the music is by Adam Yonotopazowski. This podcast was edited by me. Thank you very much. And the lovely Joe Rumming makes it sound oh so nice. Thanks to Acast for hosting us. Our gorgeous artwork is by B. Watts and our wicked logo is by Amber SDF. Find them on Insta as well. You won't regret it. Follow Vicky's World RPG on Insta, Twitter, Facebook and most importantly Twitch where we stream live every Thursday at 7pm. That's London time. Thank you and see you next week. So grab your horse and join the crew down in Vicky's World. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.